The following program is programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Right now at 106 on this Monday. It's January 25th. Folks, it's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Wherever you're listening, maybe you just got in the car on this uh, chilly Monday, whether you're listening in Rhode Island or Mass in Connecticut. Remember, if you're having a problem with your heating system, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today. Call Coogie, 401-732-6562. Let's just say you live in Lincoln or Smithfield. And you're having a problem right now with your heating system. What are you going to do about it? Call R.E. Coogan and Heating. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. They're helpful, trustworthy, and reliable. Look for them online and also on Facebook. Their phone number is 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. It's John DePietro on this Monday. So it is a busy week as tomorrow, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo will be in Washington and she will have her Senate confirmation hearing, Senate confirmation hearing uh, um, regarding her position for Commerce Secretary within the Biden administration. Now, after that, I want to remind people, though, right now, unless something changes, she is not planning on stepping down because it's a, the process is then it has to be a vote. Now, they're delaying, supposedly they're delaying the impeachment against President Trump in order to give the Biden administration a chance to get some of these people vetted, have these Senate hearings, and get his cabinet in place. So we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. Now, just looking at the calendar, today is Monday, January 25th. Next Monday is February 1st. Folks, and once we get into February, hopefully they're going to get better with the vaccine. When you get into February, mid-February, you can start to get some days where you get a hint of spring. We still have a long way to go, but at least it seems like I've always maintained these two, um, these two months are, are the hardest. I, I always think they're, they're just the, the, uh, the hardest months to live in our area, right? January and February. But anyhow, looking at the calendar. So now coming up. On February 3rd, on February 3rd, that is when Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is scheduled right now to give her her um, state of the state. But we have not seen or heard from her, I mean, at all. So, but just looking at the calendar, the first day of spring, I believe, is it... um. Is it the 20th or the 21st? Saturday, March 20th is the first day of spring. So let me mark that right now. Just so. So anyway, the 20th of March. So we have how many weeks till spring? My father used to always track that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, eight weeks till spring. But anyhow, in looking at the calendar now, uh, the McKee people are starting to push back. The McKee people want more involvement and uh, he recognizes that it's he's going to be the governor so in a very short amount of time they need to get up to speed with who the lieutenant governor is going to be he is starting to name some people we're hearing that you know behind the scenes things are not all all smooth um but you're also seeing some pushback. I see that Cranston, one of the state's largest cities, have not. They were, Cranston and Warwick are either second or third, depending on how you look at it. But they're calling on the governor to end the curfew that has forced restaurants to close since November eighth. Smithfield has has uh, called on that. So, and they're looking at starting to take some action within the general assembly. So, as much as Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, as much as the governor would like to. Just, you know, th- this this could be in place where she is not governor until sometime. It, it all comes into the vote. When is the vote going to be? And 
depending on that, um, we don't know when the vote is going to be. They need a quick vote because initially, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse told Channel 12 that there was a chance that they were not going to take a vote on her until maybe March or April. I mean, if that is the case, that is definitely going to be problematic. That is really going to be problematic simply because Governor Raimondo, now what I am looking to see is this Thursday is going to be the next briefing with Dr. Scott. And I'm looking to see if whether or not they're going to allow Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee to be part of this briefing. Because there's a lot of things on the table. The vaccine, Rhode Island, right now is the the third worst in the country with the vaccine. We're not getting the vaccine out. We're not getting enough of the vaccine. And it's not getting out enough. And I think initially, I think there's going to be some butting of heads between uh, incoming Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. And it's also tried to, it's, it's tough to argue that... Governor Mundo is not distracted by everything going on, by the fact that, you know, how is she? She's obviously not focused on the vaccine. She is focused, and especially, I don't, I don't know the governor's schedule, but I would imagine later this afternoon, if not already, she's heading to Washington. She wants to get ready um, for her. You, you don't want to, what if something happened travel-wise, right? I would imagine... I mean, I'd be very surprised if she just flies in in the morning. You don't want to. You don't want to do that. Lieutenant Governor McKee, incoming Governor McKee, has said he thinks teachers should be vaccinated um, first before others in Rhode Island. Now, I've have seen some pushback on that online, of a lot of people arguing that a lot of the teachers are are young, but something has to be done with the schools. Schools have to be some sense of normalcy. If you could get, and and within the schools, if the teachers felt comfortable and then you could have more kids um, in the classroom and not be so concerned about the teachers in some way, um, well, then, you know, we need that element of of normalcy. And without that, um, it's a problem. But right now, vaccinations have been given to Rhode Island for a little over a month a lot of people are waiting. They're, we're, by the way, way behind where they thought they would be with these phases. And if you have a question that you want me to try to find out, folks, you can certainly go to the website, email me. It's john at dipetro.com, but um, go to the website, dipetro.com. So far, the state has only given out 68,000 doses. States like Massachusetts and Connecticut have given out 300,000 doses. Rhode Island, 45% of received doses have been used. Do you know in Rhode Island, in Massachusetts, 48% of received doses have been used. In Connecticut, it's 65%. So Rhode Island, more than they're receiving are not being given out. Rhode Island certainly has the testing down, but we need to... um, They need to transition from testing into actually giving out the vaccine. Testing does not seem to be a problem right now. And that's positive. That's good. But what they really need to move into is giving out the vaccine. I mean, what what is going on? We were supposed to be getting ready to head into phase two. And this state is still in phase one. The fact that we've given out, I don't know enough to start pointing fingers of blame. But it is not anywhere near where it should be. I mean, that much we know. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Now, on this Monday, right now it's 115. Let's just say that over the weekend, one of your appliances stopped working. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor, and senior citizens' discounts are available. Ryan has fixed my uh, dryer. He can fix your washer. He can fix your oven, refrigerator, stove, 
microwave, garbage disposal. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Folks, I want to remind you, visit the website, depetro.com, where you can also link in through surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, where you can acquire body armor and ammo and pepper spray. They have food storage. They're open seven days a week. Remember, when they say defund the police, you say surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, everything you need for you and your family to be protected. So that is um, that is an interesting dynamic that think of this now, you know, a lot of this has kind of been out there a little bit as far as um, hearing that the Ramundo McKee transition is not going smoothly. And the fact that Dan McGowan felt comfortable enough. Putting that out there, um, he put that uh, this is Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. We talked every once. You may have noticed that neither Governor Ramundo nor McKee attended the briefing in vets. Ramundo's absence was planned. McKee says, I wasn't invited. That's a problem considering the VB Rhode Island's governor once Ramundo is confirmed as Commerce Secretary. Well, the two leaders have tried to play nice in public. Uh, McKee spent the weekend telling plenty of people. He's adding his own members to a COVID advisory team and plans to speed up the vaccination timeline for teachers and people over the age of 65. He also said he should be speaking at the weekly press conference and appears this could be the week a whole bunch of high-level Ramundo appointees are told to pack their bags as McKee begins to roll out his cabinet selections. Two parallel stories playing out. One that matters for the health of Rhode Island, another involves one set of loyalists in the governor's office being replaced with a different set of loyalists. On the vaccine side, the Raimondo administration is pleading with Rhode Islanders to have patience. The state's only getting 14,000 doses a week. So it's prioritizing high-risk patients, frontline health providers, and people over the age of 75. McKee wants to also prioritize teachers and people over the age of 65, but simply being sworn in as governor doesn't grant you the ability to produce more doses of vaccine. He's trying to strike a hopeful toll. Again, this is Dan McGowan writing the Boston Globe, not to overpromise and undeliver. His argument is closely aligned with the Biden administration on the vaccine rollout. Behind the scenes maneuvering side, it's no secret. Ramundo's administration has never treated McKee's office particularly well, and now that's playing out on a brighter stage. Ramundo's team is very east side of Providence. McKee's team is very Blackstone Valley, and the two have fundamentally different approaches to just about everything. There's no right or wrong, but here's a piece of advice. Now, he, this is Dan McGowan now. Team Ramundo should probably start sending snarky text messages to one another every time McKee does something. And apparently they put GMR wouldn't do, meaning Gina Marie Ramundo. Team McKee should probably take a more nuanced approach to solving the most pressing problems than consultants are bad, mayors are good. Now, I think that's really interesting that the Ramundo people are always. Um, oh, let me just read this. What's on tap today? Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, Attorney General Peter Narona, expected to appear in front of the Senate Committee on Rules and Oversight at 5 o'clock. Uh, future Governor Mundo prepares to depart for Washington, but the board meets at 5 o'clock. Um, well, she needs to get to Washington, especially if there's a little bit of snow. Can you imagine, like, if she's delayed trying to get to that's um, it, as far as her confirmation hearing? So, um, and there's some other stories too look at as well. I think on Thursday ACLU sues Portsmouth over resident's critical signs. Resident was told he could be fined 500 per day unless he removes his signs. ACLU has sued Portsmouth. He's been ordered to take down signs on his property critical of the town. Michael DePaula has been feuding with the town for years. And he has signs called perceived selective corrupt code enforcement. The town said they violated the town's zoning ordinance. And failed to obtain a permit to display the signs. Not allowed to display political signs and violated being on signs. Could be distracting to motorists. The ACLU says the town is violating his First Amendment right. So we'll cover that with uh, Tim Dodd. Folks, the big national news is I'm telling you that Rudy Giuliani 
Um, I think he's got a problem with this uh, lawsuit from Dominion. Now, I also want to just mention this. This is one of those things that I think is unfortunate. I understand why minors are protected. But this story of after painting over the racist graffiti, Smithfield looks to the next steps. Three youths, three youths have been charged malicious damage and community leaders found zero tolerance for racism, bigotry and hatred. Now, this has to do with the Stillwater Scenic Walkway, one mile trail, old railroad bed, and someone sees walk beneath the arch of the bridge carrying group 116 and someone painted those things so it suddenly starts to become this big thing of that there's racism and there's racism in the town of smithfield and they need to do something and you know now you have white supremacy and all this other stuff now here's what it says one person noted the racist graffiti came after a mob that included white supremacists carrying confederate flags storm the capitol it's all of a piece it boils down to. <laughs> Who is saying that, by the way? Ziegelmeyer. Um, But here's my point. I think they should flesh out more information on who these kids were. Because a lot of times, listen, some, some teenage kids, they, they're just stupid. And it doesn't mean that suddenly you have a white supremacy problem. In the town of Smithfield. But as long as it's, you know, and I know they argue, well, you know, they're minors, so you can't say much more about it and they're protected. But it carries over this idea that these other people are saying, you know, there's zero tolerance, racism, bigotry, hatred. How about the fact that it's possible that just some, oh, Kim Ziegelmeyer, she was the one that went for the walk. And she feels, oh, okay, she, her and her son, and oh, I get it. The son is black, 15-year-old Smith High School student. So she feels it's at her, and it's been there for a while. So now she's tying it into the capital attack. Racism and hatred are everywhere. Even in, See, now it's the problem with the town. And you have to reconnect. Re- How about since they arrested three juveniles? Whose names were not released? Maybe they're just like three kids being idiots. Like, is is that possible that Smithfield doesn't have a racism problem? That that this isn't tied to the capital? Um, you know, no one wants to mention the fact that back in June, when the state was putting it out there to take off the name plantation from the state name. It was State of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation because of the November vote is now just State of Rhode Island. That that night, a member of Black Lives Matter went to Providence College and went to, there's a cemetery there. A lot of people didn't realize, but some old priests that have taught at Providence College are buried there, small cemetery on, on the campus and vandalized many of the gravestones there. And also, this was, again, a a person of color and a member of Black Lives Matter who had been involved with several of the protests, went to Providence College that night and spray painted swastikas on a number of the graves. Now, does that mean that there is, oh, my God, that's we have an anti-Semitism problem here. And that's probably coming from Trump. No, it has nothing to do with that. It's some idiot that they caught who would then he was also destroying the American flags. I mean, I, I don't know. Who are these three kids? But I I think they should almost release more information about it because this person that saw it is saying, oh, this this is aimed at me. And this is because of what happened at the Capitol. I I mean, I I don't think that's the case. I think it was just three stupid kids that saw this somewhere. Again, I'm not, no one is saying there should be any tolerance of it. But before we start saying that there's, some white supremacists that are running loose in the town of Smithfield. I think we could use some context to, I, I think it'd be helpful if they said, you know, they spoke to the kids and here's why they did this. And a lot of times, as I said, it's stupid. And they somehow, they think it's funny. It's not funny. No one is suggesting that it's funny. Uh, they shouldn't joke around like that. They don't realize there's, there's a lot of kids that are idiots. And when you're in high school, and you're a boy, there's a lot of stupid idiots. 
um, you know, I remember being at a high school party on a Saturday night and some kid that was at the party that was drinking a little on his way home. He took a rock and threw it and broke a window. Um, Why did he do that? Because he was an idiot. He was 17 years old and he was just an idiot and he couldn't explain why he did it the next day. He got caught. I think he had like two Miller lights or something like that and just decided to throw a rock on the way home. Maybe he didn't think he could hit it. Maybe he didn't think it would break. But now if the person that lived in the house just who had a big picture window that just happened to be on the route, this kid was walking home. Um, if they ended up to being a person of color or a Muslim or, or I don't know, some group... Someone may say, see, here we go. Because of the Capitol, because of President Trump, now we have people taking matters into their own hands, and now they're smashing. No, it's not about that. It was just some kid being an idiot, and he broke a window walking home. I'm not saying this was a friend of mine. It was someone I knew through someone else. But I think they should reveal more information in Smithfield about these three individuals, three youths. Can't say their name. Fine. But, like... How about a little information? What was the motivation? Whose idea was it? Uh, why did they put that? And and then at least you'll have more information about it. Instead, it just it leaves it out there, and it's bad. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517, 401 Now, Brothers Disposal. You, they're offering weekly trash collection services. Call Roland and Willie today. They'll get a purple dumpster in your driveway. Or if you're a business, they're offering weekly trash collection services for your business. Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Or maybe you need a dumpster to do a some, some sort of a household construction project. Or maybe you're just doing throwing getting rid of some unwanted belongings. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. The beauty of having a purple dumpster in your driveway and throwing out all those rusted sleds and tricycles and unwanted belongings that you have and an old broken crib or whatever it is or some old beach chairs or whatever. And it's so much easier if you just have a dumpster in the driveway, 401-688-0517. Or if you have a business, they're offering weekly trash collection services, 401-688-0517. Now, I also want to say this, and again, folks, at 128, good afternoon, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I am telling you, if the Democrats move ahead with a full impeachment trial on President Trump and the Senate, they're going to regret it. That we're going to regret it. It's abuse of power. He's no longer the president. He's no longer there. Biden is the president. President Trump is in Florida trying to rest and just take some time off. And he's golfing. And I'm glad to hear that. And he's, you know, getting his energy back. And he deserves some time off after everything's been through. But if they want to push ahead, you know, this is the people that are preaching uh, unity and they want to bring the country together. There's nothing about bringing the country together if they move ahead with this impeachment. So I know others have said this, but they are moving ahead. And I know that people like Cicilline, they want that big moment in the sun. And he wants to be the big impeachment manager, Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline. Of course, he's pushing for it. He wants to be on TV and that helps him raise money and it increases his profile. But I'm telling you right now that they are proceed at your own peril if they do that to President Trump. It's a mistake. It's going too far. We're going to take a break in just 30 seconds. Again, folks, now remember, if you'd like to get a hold of me, please go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, the official website of You Know Who. No, you can reach me that way. You can see some of the stories we have posted. And if you ever miss any part of the program, it's all right there at the website, depetro.com. So right now at 1.30, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. But stay tuned. A lot more ahead at AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Quick break right now on the John DePietro Show. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show.
The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier infinity system. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. Sister replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates of free financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk. Being delivered today, Governor Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is uh, expected her Senate confirmation hearing tomorrow. So we're going to cover all of it. And then also, interesting story in the Boston Globe. Now, as many of you know, each week I have on Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. He covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. But I'm telling you folks, right now, the Boston Globe, they're putting a lot of efforts into the Rhode Island area and coverage of it. And it makes a big difference. Uh, They're making, I mean, you think about it. For years, people would try to contemplate if anyone would ever make a run of the Providence Journal. And, you know, you do have some some good outlying papers, the Woodsocket Call, the Valley Breeze, they just do it once a week. But a daily, you know, a lot of people thought that would never happen. What's interesting that's playing out is the Boston Globe, because of the ability to be online and digital, and what they're doing is they're just making inroads in Rhode Island and making pretty strong inroads in Rhode Island. And Dan McGowan has a story in this morning's Boston Globe that the right now the transition between Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, who's, you know, if everything goes according to plan, she's going to join the Biden administration as Commerce Secretary, Secretary of Commerce. Well, the transition isn't going very smoothly because right now they need to work with, in fact, uh, Tim, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. And neither one of them were there last week. According to uh, Dan McGowan, uh, McKee says he wasn't invited. Raimondo wasn't planning on being there. He wants to be more involved. So he also said he feels he should be speaking at these weekly press briefings. But there's a lot going on behind the scenes. A number of Raimondo cabinet appointees are going to be leaving. So we're going to have quite a bit of turnout right now. The vaccine situation is terrible in Rhode Island. Do you know, we consider Bloomberg as an article, we're one of the, the third worst state with the vaccine, the state's only getting 14,000 doses a week. And what I saw, only 45% of it is being used. And McKee already has come out and said that he feels that teachers should be given the vaccine. So, but um, Dan McGowan writes on behind the scenes, it's no secret Ramundo's administration has never treated McKee's office particularly well. And that's playing out on a brighter stage. Ramundo's team is very east side of Providence. McKee's team very Blackstone Valley. And the two have fundamentally different approaches. And then he also says that uh, this uh, team Raimondo should probably start sending snarky text messages to one another every time McKee does something that, quote, Governor Raimondo wouldn't do. And McKee should probably take a more nuanced approach solving the state's pressing problems than consultants are bad and mayors are good. So you're already seeing a very dramatic uh, change in tone. And I'll also say this, folks, this is one of the reasons why you know, the position of governor is term limited out, and we really need to, and I don't know who would lead the effort, but when you think about it, we should have term limits with all these positions. I know some people say, well, the ballot box is the term limit, but the fact that Jim Langevin, 
You know, if anyone wants to know if the system is broken, Congressman Landrum has been in Congress over 20 years. He's never had a bill passed. You know, he should have been allowed to serve no more than five terms, 10 years, and he should have been out of there. You give someone else a chance. Congressman David Cicilline, he just got elected again over 10 years in Congress. He's not there to serve the people of Congressional District 1. Congressman Cicilline is there to further his own agenda, to be an attack dog for the Democrat Party and just get on television as much as he can. And now he's all excited that he gets to, you know, he was named as one of the impeachment managers. We need term limits. You're already seeing now a different tone other than what Governor Raimondo is and Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. He's going to get a chance. He'll have his people. I love his style. He's going to take a different approach. And it, it is positive. And we're already seeing that. I think we and we really should have term limits up at the Rhode Island State House as well. Some of these people have been up there. It's impo- Let's face it. It becomes impossible to knock someone out. They just they, they get a boatload of money and then they're very, very difficult to try to take them out. And so you should have term limits because the more you have term limits, the more the people are then eager and open to, you know, serving you and doing what you're looking for as opposed to having their own agenda. Now, folks, again, I write about this on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Now, remember, right now, Experts in locking systems and building security. If you want security cameras around your home or business, call Allstate Lock today, 401-349-0042, online, allstatelock.com. You can link right through at the website, dipetro.com. It's Monday. It's John DePetro. A lot more ahead. Keep it here. If we're in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovas Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. While the pandemic rages on, you need to stay healthy. You need to take care of your health. You need to stop it and see Marie. And it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Call Marie. I call her the queen of health, 401-305-3585. You've seen the her store. It's right in that old white church. It's my health. Because, folks, it's about your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Shop local. Stop it and see Marie. What do we have? Well, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies, we understand quality, integrity, local products like the incredible acai berry. She also has honey, maple syrup. Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant, has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. The service is the best plus hemp and CBD products, plus massage therapy, reflexology, Pilates. Folks, stop it and see her. It's my health because it's about your health and staying healthy and children's vitamins. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 
3585. Stop in and see Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Because remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's an AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for OceanStateCard.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off with uh, we've seen a lot more with the transition kind of playing out in front of us between Governor Mundo, who has her confirmation hearing in Washington on Tuesday, in front of uh, then be confirmed. Hopefully, she's hoping uh, to be the new Biden Commerce Secretary and Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee. It really started to bubble over the um, the weekend where now McKee is saying, well, I, I think the Tisha should get vaccines. The, the lack of a vaccine is definitely a problem. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on how you you see this transition going so far. Well, it, it's it's kind of hard to know uh, because it, it seems well. We're starting from a, a challenging position, I think, with this transition. There's, there seems to be, well, we know there's been very little uh, communication between Raimondo and McKee for the past however many, two years. Um, the, but it seems like it's not, it hasn't ramped up the way it should be. In fact, uh, Dan McGowan in Boston Globe is reporting that uh, McKee is not, himself is starting to say, you know, I should kind of be involved in things like the COVID presentations and decision making at this point and that's that's true and, and accurate so it's this kind of a strange situation where it doesn't seem like the outgoing governor is really helping the incoming governor or potentially incoming governor very much at all um, that said i mean he does have a lot of experience uh as running organizations so his his growing list of, of transition team members. I mean, he says he wants to have somebody representing every city and town in, in the state and various identity groups. And I, I don't know that that's quite the, what you need for a transition so much as somebody to, you know, experts to go in and say, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to do to get rolling. Uh, so it is kind of, I think that contentious relationship is, is really making things more difficult than they ought to be. Although I, I like, I do like Dan McGowan's phrasing of it as sort of Raimondo is very much east side of Providence, whereas very much Blackstone Valley. I I think that's kind of unfair to McKee McKee because Blackstone Valley, I mean, it seems like I have a sense he'll be much more statewide focused, bringing in mayors and stuff. And whereas I think it's very accurate to say it was Raimondo's east side of Providence attitude with the consultants being led by kind of Rhode Island's elite. Once we're on the other side of the, uh, the transition, I think that'll be helpful to the state but in the meantime it does seem to be i don't know it's a, it's a, an awkward kind of a tra- stumbling transition it seems i think also you know i'm glad you mentioned the dan mcgowan reporting in this morning's boston globe because you know that sounds refreshing where the Ramundo people you can almost hear it where they feel okay when you have a problem you hire a consultant and the mckee people and because he was the mayor of cumberland and and then lieutenant governor he's he's friendly with uh, you know, the mayor of Pawtucket, he's friendly with, obviously, the former mayor of Central Falls. He's friendly with the, very friendly with Charlie Lombardi, the mayor of Providence, and Joe Palacina. He feels, well, no, why don't we ask, you know, the mayor of that town what they think. Um, I, 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 it's already starting to sound that McKee might have a better feel and be more Rhode Island, if that makes sense, as opposed to you know, I like the way McGowan phrased that of it's an east side of Providence mentality, which, Justin, as you know, is is so not the rest of Rhode Island. Yeah, certainly not. I, I think it's it's actually what I'm hoping it, it indicates is just a very a fundamentally different political philosophy. I mean, the Raimondo is part of a a progressive, you know, she may have some one foot in kind of an economic understanding of reality but she's a, she's very progressive in her attitude toward governance where basically you don't trust people to live their lives you have to bring in consultants you have to get the brookings institution to write a giant report on how to manipulate people to do what you think they ought to be doing you bring in consultants to force that on the people i think that's very much Raimondo's style presumably it's what the biden administration wants nationwide god help us all but the uh but, I, but it's kind of hopeful that McKee takes a very different attitude as a former business 
owner and a former mayor, somebody who says, you know what, these are problems Rhode Islanders themselves can solve, that they have a right to have input into them. And so I'm going to get involved mayors. And, and I think that that to me is hopefully the, the really basic difference between the two. It's top down versus we, we are the representatives of Rhode Island and Rhode Islanders can solve their problems themselves. Uh, and I and so to me, you know, you have, if you need a consultant to fill some skill gap, that's fine. But I, I think he's he's on the right track if that's his, his attitude of let's, yeah. let's solve problems ourselves. And I think that's interesting. Um, OK, we have a problem with Johnston. Why don't we ask the mayor of Johnston yeah. where it sounds like the Raimondo people are like what? Well, you don't we don't talk to the mayor of Johnston, <laughs> almost like a little bit above it. Just it also reminds me, if you remember a couple of years ago, there was a bad, <clears throat> very bad snowstorm. Providence had a lot of snow. And Brett Smiley, who we think was chief of staff at the time, his solution was. Hey, check with a friend in the suburbs and see if you can leave your car over there for a while. Which seemed and 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 last summer when we had the problems at the beaches and reducing the parking lot, Governor Mundo's response and she even said it to me at one of the briefings. I think was, listen, just ask one of your friends that has a beach house down there if you can park your car in their driveway. Well, <laughs> not everyone knows someone that has a beach house walking distance to the beach. It's it you know it sounded tone deaf then. And I, I must admit, now it's early, but I think even just McKee, he's striking an interesting balance where he's he's definitely in favor of charter schools. And I like his strong pushback of, excuse me, charter schools are still public school money. So stop with the taking money out of that. However, it is interesting he did come out over the weekend and say, I think teachers should get vaccinated first. Yeah, I, I made that connection too. I wonder, I kind of wonder if he's trying to give the union something so that there there's some sense of balance when he says when he when he refuses to, to squash charter schools on their behalf. Um, on the other hand, I mean, as as policy, if you know, there's an argument to be made. My my wife's a teacher, so I understand the the anxieties they all have. Uh, but so there's a point to be made that they they should be at some higher tier of the vaccine distribution. But what, what bothers me about that, about his approach, is that it, it's very much the Rhode Island kind of government by dividing everybody by interest group rather than factual. You know, you, you say, okay, tier one are people who are vulnerable and people who are dealing with vulnerable people and, and dealing with our health system. Okay, that's a category that makes sense. Then you throw in teachers, it's, it's not the same type of, type of description. So if you want to say people who are in a room for long periods of time with a lot of other people, that's our next category, that would make sense. But to just elevate teachers makes the whole thing feel political, as if you got a call from, from Bob Walsh of, of National Education Association of Rhode Island, who said, you know what, I know you're going to be hitting us, so give us something with this, this vaccine thing. And that's just, I don't know, it, it to some extent, that, that disrupts people's trust in the system and just creates a divisive fight for, for resources. I'll say this. It, it, it does, <clears throat> as we know, if, if children are distance learning, it certainly up, it disrupts the classroom. So anything that could put the teachers back in the classroom, and by the way, that could also alter, you know, right now they, they limit the number of kids in the classroom. The more that schools can get somewhat back to normal because even though the kids are going to school it's still not the, the normal experience that that could help stabilize things just in in day-to-day -day society one area that he did uh, or immediately show a difference on and i'm talking about lieutenant governor dan mckee was governor mundo has been very outspoken at the briefings you know last summer she went after those war teachers said they threw in the towel uh, just her last time that she spoke not taking questions but she went after those Pawtucket teachers, the only ones who were refusing to go back. And, and that was even mentioned in the New York Times puck piece on her last week. But when McKee was asked, he said, well, you know, that's a local decision. What do you make of, uh, of the, the difference between the two where Governor Mundo seemed very comfortable injecting herself in both the Warwick and Pawtucket situation and McKee seems to have more of a hands-off of, like, that's that's a Pawtucket situation. Well, I, I think, to, to me, that seems a lot in keeping with what we were just talking about, where McKee's saying, you know, these are their, there's a, their problems. They can, they can solve their own problems. We'll help them out, you know, in our role as a state government. But, you know, that's up to them to figure out, and we have trust that they can do it. I mean, it's kind of a it goes with that attitude of people can govern themselves. And I guess mm. going going back to the idea of the teachers getting vaccines, that you raise a good point. Hopefully, hopefully what he's doing here is kind of in the tug of war where in a month he'll be able to say, okay, they're all vaccinated back to school now. Uh, right. But, but I think it, to the, to his attitude, I see it less as 
you know, the governor, Governor McKee, incoming Governor McKee, not wanting to have any responsibility, as for it as part of that attitude of, yes, we that, that's their responsibility. They can do it. I'm not going to badmouth people for making decisions on their own. This is the system we have. Let's work with it. And versus Raimondo's top down, I'm the dictator. I'm going to criticize these people. I'm going to dock some kids at a party in Bristol because that, like she did early on with the, uh, with the, the fear mongering on COVID. Um, it's just yeah it's a very different it's it's the impression that he doesn't have to be the decision maker he doesn't have to be the star of the state which is kind of what you need in a governor folks we're going to take a quick break a lot more justin katz managing editor ocean state current comment segment it's politics this week right here on the john DePietro show <clears throat> folks remember for all your tree service well you want to call yankee tree call them today 401 401- 439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, Emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment, plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time, from service calls to maintenance agreements to installation. R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's Coogs. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top it says radio show. Click onto that It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred towing. Call them today, 401-725-8500. 401-725-8500 or online at preferredrecovery.com as well as Facebook. Preferred 
towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars. Maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one that's been sitting in your garage for who knows how long, the last 15 years. And you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. But how about instead call Tay 401-725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's preferred towing in recovery located in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery Service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. The pandemic. Social unrest, the State House, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. WNRI Winsocket. 